0: Hi, this is Dr. Latmanso, your host on HVMN Podcast. In this episode, we interviewed Taylor Morgan in person to tell his story, how he went from Marine Corps veteran to a CrossFit trainer in the Middle East to the founder of Captain's Lifestyle Program. And Captain Lifestyle's program is a high-performance coaching program for men. So we talked about his inspiration, his story behind it, and what does he actually coach in the lifestyle program? So if you're interested, stay tuned and enjoy this episode. All right, hi everyone, welcome to HVMN Podcast. We supposed to do this recording two days ago online remotely, but internet was not having a good day. So Taylor, thank you very much for driving down to San Francisco. We rented a studio today and um, here we are recording live. So we got everything set up now, so uh, let's get rolling.
1: Let's roll. Uh, one thing I want to point out: you really enunciate the H. You said H V M N. Is yes. that a normal thing?
0: I think it's it's how H- British English. H- <laughs> yeah, H V M N. Okay. Yeah, uh, a lot of people actually <laughs> pointed that out. I mean, amongst many things that I say, yeah, like trousers.
1: Trousers. Um, what about breeches? Say breeches. 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 It's like the same thing as trousers. It's like a never used them before. Okay. I, I mean, not not same. that I never use trousers. Knickers, that I never use knickers. I think that's underwear. Yeah. Like old old school underwear. Yeah. But,
0: but... actually, before we start, should we have a shot? Yeah, if... I was
1: just gonna say I need to turn my brain on. All right, let's I'm, do this. I'm rolling on uh, ninety minutes of sleep.
0: <laughs> let's get it. How much do you want?
1: Um, you can uh, you can pour it yourself. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll do the double shot, for sure. Of course you shot would for today oh so let's hope on
0: this quality of this episode will be great because we've got multiple cameras we've got a whole studio going on here oh cheers
1: cheers. yes all Ah, right ma'am you know i drank basically an entire bottle of that yesterday fueling me on my night well i'm
0: glad i'm glad we producing products that actually help people then
1: i i recorded uh an instagram video for hvmn the other day and in it i said (laughs) i was like thank you guys so much for watching my lives and for uh for supporting the product because you're you're essentially fueling my addiction to this drug because i use it so it's a food
0: product with drug-like properties right right we got to it, make that clear because a lot of people are starting to think it's too good to be true yeah. because it does so many good things. Should it be banned in professional no. sports world and all of that? you know? No. So that's that's the debate there. So it, yeah. for all of you listeners who are not watching the video, we just took a shot of Keto and IQ. Um, I took that's, two. That Well, Taylor took two. Um, I always do it before podcast. It really helps sort always. of um, wire my brain up.
1: So... You know what I've been doing? I've been giving them out.
0: Have you? The, the new shots. Yeah.
1: Um, so those are me-
0: really good good sizes. Um, we've got single surf shots and those are really good sizes to give them out like just for people to try.
1: It's perfect. For for my podcast, um, anytime somebody's a guest on the show, I give them one and we do a little cheers before and they get to experience. Yeah, and, and sometimes mid-podcast, they're like, oh, I'm, I'm feeling those ketones right now. Like the, the brain is on. Yeah. So... Yeah, I'm getting everybody hooked on this stuff. I
0: mean, it, it does take about 15, 20 minutes before yeah. it, it kicks in. But, um, yeah, well, let's get to it. This episode, um, this is Taylor Morgan, or Captain Taylor Morgan, as he is known in his um, social media. Mm-hmm. Let's tell our listeners who you are, what your story is, and, and your passion.
1: Yeah, Captain Taylor Morgan is who I am. Uh, background, served four years as a machine gunner in the united states marine corps uh it 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 was veterans day yesterday my days are all mixed up um and deployed to okinawa japan and korea would end up breaking my ankle before my second deployment which is the story we got into yesterday a little bit we, we don't have to go into the, the whole thing but
0: no, i think we should Oh, okay. I think we should. Okay. (laughs) That was a whole. That was a very interesting story.
1: Okay, let's let's do it. We're we're telling the the broken ankle story. And this was really the turning point of my life. I've had many, but this was like the major like we're going down this highway and it's like all of a sudden. Nope. Change of direction. You know, completely different. Right. So when I was in the Marine Corps, I was a heavy drinker, you know, pretty much every single weekend and uh, would even drive back to base drunk so many times. Uh, I told you this uh, the other day that a few times my friends who were on duty would knock on my window of my car at like 6 a.m. and be like, hey, it's like you got to wake up and go inside and turn your car off. So there would be times I would drive back to base completely forget how I got there, wake up in the morning, car's still running. Like, So it, it was bad, it, it was bad. Um, and when you drive onto a military base, as I'm sure you know, you have to like look the guard in the eye, hand them your ID, you have to talk to them, right? So I just became so good at playing sober. Because for me to be completely blackout drunk that I don't remember how I got back to base, I, I don't know, that's that's crazy. So thank God I'm still alive. and
0: Example of things not to do.
1: Exactly, I, yeah, do not recommend. <laughs> but um, yeah, why I was doing that is, and this wasn't consciously, I didn't consciously know this, but looking back now, I can absolutely see how, how this was the case. I was depressed and stressed. I fucking hated my life in the Marine Corps. There were times when I'd, I'd go back home and I would just dread the flight back to base because the leadership was more of a dictatorship it was more authoritative more do as I say just because I say so um, just because it you know it's these kids out of high school that you know they got bullied and now they join the Marine Corps they are these tough guys now they're in a position of power now the roles are reversed oh I used to get bullied well now look who's in control right so not everybody of course but um, there, was, there was a lot of that, uh, especially from my experience, not a lot of good leadership. And I wanted to escape that. So I tried out for the scout sniper screener on my first deployment uh, to Okinawa, which was basically five days of mental and physical torture. Uh, they, they are testing you to see if you have what it takes to make it in the, the sniper platoon. And about 50 plus of us, Uh, started on the first day. And here's how I knew how the weekend was going to go. It was like a a zero three or zero four, you know, show up, have your gear all staged and ready. And as soon as the minute hit, hit the top of the hour, there were still people walking, some running to get here in time. And as soon as that minute struck, the instructors were like, nope, turn around, go back. We don't Care what your excuse is. It doesn't matter. You weren't here on time. I was like, okay, noted, got it. And yeah, from there, uh, just constant physical activity, um, very little sleep, similar to what I had last night, actually, but multiple days in a row, Um, little food, little water. This was actually the first time that I had like ran out of water, like there was no option for water, which is an interesting feeling to experience it it's not like i was uh, almost gonna you know um be dehydrated but it was just that feeling of okay i'm out of water we're still hiking it's hot i'm sweating what's what's next like what's gonna happen you know um at which point i stopped by a, a stream and uh took some natural flowing water which the, the Navy corpsmen were not too happy about They gave me some antibiotics to kill whatever was in there. It was some of the best water, water I've ever had, though. Um, anyways, back to the story. So yeah, five days of mental and physical tests, You know, waking us up at 2 a.m. after two hours of sleep to create a plan to go rescue a downed pilot, uh, things like that. And 11 of us made it to the end. So 11 of us passed the five days of testing And I was the only one who did not get accepted into the sniper platoon, which just fucking broke me at the time. Because these, the guys who I tried out with were all my best friends in the Marine Corps. Like they were guys from different units. So I wanted so badly to be with them in the sniper platoon and train together. Uh, But clearly that was not the case. And the reason that they gave me for why I didn't make it is that I didn't work well Uh, as a team I didn't work well with others so I could get through all the physical challenges I could accomplish everything that they threw at me but I wasn't doing everything that I could to help everybody else along even though from my perspective at the time I was like a guy passed out and uh, I you know carried him the rest of the way and that's uh, one example but they're of course looking for that all the time like this um, selfless Attitude, what I now call um, selfish selflessness so you're still taking care of yourself but you're bringing others along with you I I didn't have that concept it was just how can I get through this right Uh, so I learned from that uh, after a lot of introspection uh, that it's not about me it's not about Taylor because at the time my ego was fucking huge like really big really big ego and uh, I got put in my place You know, they're like, no, you don't have what it takes. You passed. Sorry, we don't care. You know, it's like, oh, okay. Back to the drawing board. So from there, I still had, you know, a few months left in the Marine Corps. And um, because I didn't get out of the situation that I wanted to get out of, it was still, you know, drinking every weekend, stressed out, uh, having trouble sleeping, having to take sleeping pills to basically just get unconscious, right? Um, Then at a party... I got drunk as usual, blackout drunk, and this was the first time that I got high. And of course, having the huge ego that I had, I took a hit from the, the weed. It was a vape pen. And, you know, first one, oh, I don't feel anything. You know, give me more. More and more. I don't feel it, right? Thinking I'm this tough guy who's got this high tolerance. Of course, you know, about an hour later, I'm just fucking blasted off in a new zone. And as usual, I decide to drive home, right? So I grab my keys and uh, no shoes. I don't know where my shoes are. I wasn't conscious of this at the time, but I walked out the door with no shoes and like nice dress clothes too, like nice pants and like a nice collared shirt, no shoes. And I start walking back to my car and randomly the idea pops into my head that I want to climb houses. And we we are in... A very nice uh, beach house community in Southern California, San Clemente to be specific. These houses are literally right on the beach. Like you walk out the back door and you're standing on the sand, right? So super nice houses. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to climb. Just have some fun. I came to this one window that was uh, open. And so, uh, so I'm like scaling the sides of these houses. This one window is cracked open. I go in. Of course so now i'm in this person's bathroom ready to start my adventure and i look up to the right uh, up this staircase to the third story and there's a dog sitting up up there at the top of the staircase i was like okay well either i'm gonna have to run from this attack dog or he's gonna wake everybody up in the house or something's gonna happen right but no the dog and i just made eye contact and he just you know put his head back down and like nothing happened. I was like, okay. So I just closed the door, uh, continued to, uh, explore the new territory, came to a girl's room that was empty, but then there was this separate loft area that I went into and there was a, a girl sleeping in this room. And so now I'm standing watching this girl sleep, like probably from here to that wall over there, just like okay what do i do now like i obviously didn't plan for this i i didn't break into you know there was no criminal intent behind anything so it's like okay what's but
0: not creepy at all just standing there staring at of the sleeping course, girl super creepy
1: <laughs> of course super creepy and right when i was thinking this like what am i gonna do she woke up of course and she looked at me she was like who who are you like rubbing the sleep out of her eyes like just clearly dazed and confused thinking she's probably in a dream And I was like, I'm Taylor, we met at a party. She's like, when? I was like, tonight. She's like, no, I I didn't go to any parties. I I don't know who you are, I'm gonna call the cops. And I was like, no, that's okay, I'm just gonna leave then. So I went uh, back through the bathroom, out the bathroom window, jumped down to the sidewalk and started booking it back to my car. As I'm escaping, I think, you know what? That was really creepy. I'm going to go back and apologize to this poor lady. Uh, I I would imagine she was um, late teens, if I had to guess. Um, So I'm I'm going to go back and apologize. Except this time, I'm going to do it via rooftop. Just, why not, right? So now, I'm on the rooftops of these two three-story beach houses in San Clemente. And I'm jumping from rooftop to rooftop, bounding back to this girl's house you know landing shingles shattering you know falling down in the backyard just causing a complete ruckus like and no one woke up at this point i mean maybe they did but you know they're inside thinking it's a meteor shower like i didn't see anybody but i'm sure that they woke up like because it was i was making a ruckus and uh i came to this one gap that was pretty substantial but at this point i think i'm living a dream I was like this cannot be real right now like what the heck am i doing this is obviously fake like this is pretend so i can do whatever i want and um, so i backed up got a running start and uh, i jumped made it to the other side but when i landed i heard this pop and this wasn't the shingles shattering this is something in my body my ankle was messed up and that quite literally and figuratively sobered me up I was like okay I'm in fact not in a dream I just messed up my ankle this adventure is over so I lowered myself um, down from the rooftop thankfully they had a staircase that led down to their backyard or else I don't know how I would have gotten down you know Um, that's something I didn't even consider this is actually right now in this moment is the first time that I've considered that like if there hadn't been a stairwell like how would I have gotten down I just got super lucky This whole situation was super lucky. Like, the cops never came, anything. So, anyways, I hobbled the rest of the way back to my car, woke up at about 7 a.m., drove back to base with my left foot because my right foot was all messed up.
0: So, you were limping while you were walking to the car? Oh, yeah.
1: It was was a hobble. Yeah. Past a security guard, mind you. Um, There's a security guard who guards, um, you know, people from coming in and out of this nice community. I just walked right by him like this this dude had no business being a security guard. It's now like 2:30 in the morning.
0: There's a guy in Bad God Dog. Bad security <laughs> yeah, guard. Yes. Yes. Sounds like scripted. Is this story real? It's I promise
1: <laughs> you. I promise you it's real. I promise. Um So yeah, no shoes walking past this guy. We we have a conversation. I forget what it was, but he was just completely oblivious to like his job as a security guard. Like you should question a dude who's walking around with no shoes, like limping at 2:30. Like even if he's going back to his car, just check on and make sure he's not driving, you know? Anyways, there was none of that. So, uh, come to find out it was broken and I would end up missing my second deployment. And that also broke me because this had the potential to be a combat deployment. Uh, thankfully it wasn't for the guys who went. Um, but, at the time, there was the potential that it could be. And I was like, this is literally the reason why I joined the Marine Corps. And now I'm not going, right? So I'm not going to be there to protect and defend my brothers. Like, So that also crushed me. And, and that's why it was such a huge wake-up call. I uh, went sober for two years. After that, I completely changed my life around. Started learning everything I could about um, human optimization started reading books because, up until that point, I never read a single book, not even in high school. I despised it. Um, so, started reading, started listening to educational podcasts, started taking online college courses, um, you know, working out even more, just doing everything that I could to make a complete 180 because I saw the path that I was going down. I saw the path of drinking every weekend, playing video games on my time off because that's really all that I would do in the Marine Corps is when we weren't working, I would be in my room either scrolling on my phone, which it was Vine at the time, which is basically TikTok now, just super addicting, just sit there for hours or play video games and then drink on the weekends and go to CrossFit. Like I wasn't just this fat slob, like I I worked out, but uh, I saw like that's the trajectory I was going down and I wanted no more of that. So that was the moment that I decided to completely... Switch things up.
0: Okay. And then from then on, how? So I know right now you're running, you know, this thing called um, um, the Captain's Lifestyle Program. Mm-hmm. You created Captain's Code. Oh, yeah. Like, how did that go from Marine Corps changing your life, turning it 180 to where we are now?
1: Oh, good question. Yeah. So uh, when I was still in the Marine Corps, I became a CrossFit coach. Mm-hmm. And I thought that's what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. so I've always been a man of service. Uh, I thought that I was going to be a career Marine. I thought I was gonna stay in for 30 years and like that was gonna be my thing. Uh, turns out that obviously wasn't the case with the poor leadership I experienced. Uh, and then I wanted to serve people in a different way. I wanted to improve their health and fitness. So I became a CrossFit coach. I ended up being recruited to be the head coach of a brand new CrossFit gym in Saudi Arabia, the biggest in the country, I got the email and I was like, this is clearly fake, like some, you know, you know
0: Nigerian prince
1: Niger- Nigerian prince is saying hey, the princess has been kidnapped we need you to wire this amount of money, like I thought it was a scam like that, you know because who gets an email from Saudi Arabia um, but turns out it was legit, like we had calls with them and everything um, the thing was I also had an offer to go coach in the Cayman Islands at the time And the Cayman Islands actually flew me out there, not the Cayman Islands, but the owner of the gym flew me out there to coach at the gym. It was a wonderful community. Uh, The beaches were gorgeous. Obviously, I would rather be there to coach. It was an amazing experience. I took the job in Saudi Arabia for two reasons. One, because the facility was massive. It was literally a two-story warehouse with any piece of equipment you could possibly imagine. So that was reason number one, because at the time I was still training to be a competitive CrossFit athlete. The second reason, and this was really what did it, was the amount of money. Because I just got out of the Marine Corps, my thought process was, okay, I just spent four years hating life for little pay, I can do two years, which was the contract, for uh, better money, even though I knew I'm not gonna like it, right? So that was my thought process, money can buy happiness. Turns out that's not the case. I don't care about how I'm making money unless um, I enjoy what I'm doing, right? I, I don't care how much you pay me. If I don't agree with you, your your brand, your mission, your company, I don't care. I'm, I'm not going to do it, right? Um, and how I found that out was as head coach, I understood the importance of core values. So the first thing I did as head coach is I brought everybody together. We are going to create core values and a mission statement for this gym, and we're going to live by that. And so we created those together. And then as time went on, it became clear to me that the core values were more of just a, you know, a check in the box for the owners. And I was not gonna stand for that. I was like, no, like these are our core values. If we're not leading by these, I am not staying on as head coach. I'm not gonna go against my integrity just to keep the title, Mm -hmm. right? At the same time, I was going through this process myself so i read the seven habits of highly effective people and then his follow-up book to that first things first book by stephen covey fantastic in there he talks about the importance of beginning with the end in mind so creating your core values who you are as a person thinking about the legacy you want to leave with your mission statement things like this so i was creating that for myself and i found that this path that i was on was not it it was not being a CrossFit coach at a place that was going against my values. Because in general, of course there's outliers, but from my experience, in general, the Saudi culture is complete opposite of how I want to live my life. Mm -hmm. Um, They neglect their personal health. They, you know, a lot of them are chain smokers and then they just flick the cigarette butts on the street. Like, no regard for the environment. There's trash all in the streets. You know, stray cats laying dead. Like, it's just a dirty place. Um, And slavery was just outlawed there in like 1996. But they still have what are really indentured servants. These poor guys from like Malaysia or Singapore that, you know, can't afford to do anything else. They're broke. And so they go to Saudi Arabia. They take their passport. So now they just are basically working for them.
0: Wow. I did not know that. And And I'm from Malaysia. um... Yes.
1: It's sad. And they live in these little tiny like outhouse looking huts outside of these gigantic like extravagant mansions and uh, in the gym we had cleaners these guys from uh i think they were from sri lanka or or singapore and the uh the athletes in the gym would treat them as if they not quite slaves but they would treat them as if they were their servants right so in the middle of a workout one time i had a client tell the cleaner who was doing his own job, right? He said, hey, go get my water from upstairs. And I stopped him. I was like, absolutely not. If you want your water, you can go, you can stop your workout, go upstairs and get your water. That's not anybody else's responsibility, right? Especially the way he asked him.
0: In this day and age.
1: It was a command. It wasn't, he didn't ask. You know, if he would have asked, hey man, I forgot my water. Can you please go get it for me? I would, you know, no issue there. But he basically commanded it as if he deserves that from this other man. I was like, absolutely not. Um, so yeah, those are some of the things that I didn't like about Saudi Arabia. And once I created my mission statement and core values, it became very clear to me that I am not an employee. I am going to be in charge of the amount of money I make. I'm going to be in charge of where I am at what time. No, no other person is going to tell me where to be at this time. If I don't choose to be there, right? If I don't want to be there, if I don't want to do this thing, I'm not going to. So, um, at the time I had already started my podcast and done a little bit of uh, one-on-one lifestyle coaching, but it was primarily fitness-based. And then with this um, realization that I was not an employee, I had to make this a full-time thing. I, I finished up a course that you know taught coaches how to create their own practice. Mm-hmm. And at the end of 2019, I officially quit in Saudi Arabia, moved back to the States, um, again, right before uh, 2020 and all the lockdowns. And so, yeah, we can get, uh, let's get into that, how a lot of people uh, can realize that they're not in the position they want to be in, but then they don't make the leap. Like, I am very much a fan of burning the ships at the shore. Like if if you know that the position you're in the relationship you're in whatever you're something in your life you, you don't enjoy and you know that and you're just grinding it out until you know some arbitrary
0: the hope that it would change on its exactly. own. exactly
1: like the, the hope that it's gonna get better that when you get this amount of money and retire you'll be happy like that's not the case so
0: so previously um... In one of our episodes, I interviewed Drew Manning from Fit to Fat to Fit, and and he talked a bit. Uh, actually, he he emphasized a lot on on the relationship and addiction with food, and and that comes you know specifically for transformation, for body transformation, for weight loss, and that is the biggest hurdle, right? It's it's that addiction, that mental resilience towards fighting the addiction mm-hmm. with food. What do you think is the main obstacle for people in general? You know, let's not talk about transformation. Let's not talk about weight loss. Talk about, you know, career, about like just in general happiness. What do you think is the biggest obstacle that people have right now to not make that leap? to That's stopping them from making that leap. How do they identify that?
1: (laughs) They're settling for good enough. Most people who especially who are listening to this podcast if you have a phone and you live in the United States of America you're living a good life right in relation to the rest of the world that most of them have or not most of them but a lot of them have nothing right so it's all about perspective we are settling for a good enough life whether that's in your job oh it's good enough to pay the bills whether that's in your relationship yeah we argue a lot but you know we it it's good enough like what am i going to do if we get divorced whatever so from my experience talking with men it's it's they know that they're not fulfilled and they're scared to make that leap which is why i wanted to to touch on it they're scared to give up their good life even though they're miserable in it to go for the great they would rather have the certainty of misery than the uncertainty of or than the misery of uncertainty so they would rather have the certainty of misery than the misery of uncertainty. So many people are scared of the unknown. I am the exact opposite. One of my core values is adventure. One of the reasons why I said yes to, you know, Saudi Arabia, like that's it's a crazy thing.
0: I mean, right? why would you jump from roof to roof? I mean, otherwise, why? Why would I do that? Yeah. I, I mean, that core value was was materialized <laughs> before you realized yes. the importance of core values. Well,
1: even as a kid, I was always, you know playing around like exploring everything um, I there, there's a like a vision board that we made in, in second grade and I I wrote on there when I grow up I want to be an explorer like Indiana Jones you know just live that that type of life so of course this is the the person who I became adventurous and I'm just now starting to tap back into that after me suppressing it for a little bit um, but yeah they're they're afraid of the unknown because they don't know themselves. There's this disconnect. They don't think that they're going to be able to achieve it. They think that they're going to fail. They what if the bad stuff. What if I quit my job and then we go bankrupt? What if I uh, get this divorce and what if I never find love again? They what if the worst possible situations. A game I like to play is called what ifing the good stuff. What if you fucking went for it? what if you did pursue your passion yeah it's going to be challenging that's the point that's why almost nobody does it that's why almost every single person dies with regret knowing that they left some potential on the table because they were scared right and they
0: them not realizing their self-worth
1: yeah not not understanding um i believe that all of us are truly limitless. We are bound by nothing besides the stories that we're telling ourselves. The stories that most people, myself up until recently included, we're telling ourselves that we're not good enough, that we're not attractive enough, that we're not strong enough, that I can't do that. What if it goes wrong? What if I fail in front of all these people? What if I get embarrassed? You know, I'll...
0: That point right there, what if I fail in front of all these people? At the end of the day, None of these people matter, but a lot of times, and we know, all of us know this, our ego gets the better side of us and, and our ego slowly creeps up and tells us, what if I fail? And all these people are going to say, I told you so. Right? We are so scared of that. I include it in the in the past. Me too. Yeah. You know, when I took the leap, go from Malaysia to UK to study for undergrad, from there to uh, to, to New York. You know, moved to America for the first time, didn't know anyone, and then moved to Germany for work. Like every time I moved Sprechen to a new Deutsch? country, huh? Sprechen Sie Deutsch? And Ah. Yeah.
1: Ich auch. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The rest of this podcast is going to be in German.
0: Oh yeah! Great. <laughs> I need a translator. um Now I, I worked for an American company, so I, I had to learn German for sort of day-to-day sort of operations. But mm. other than that, I, I can't use German for like. To talk about pharmaceuticals because I work for, for a pharmaceutical company then. But I think a lot of people care too much about the possibility of people saying, I told you so, that you will fail, I told you so, that it won't work out.
1: Take out the think a lot of people care deeply about other go. people's opinions of them. There you go. Yeah, I recently realized this, like, even I. Who thought that I didn't care about other people's opinions was holding myself back from a lot of things. For example, content creation. I almost always—I'm—I'm I'm still working on this. It's getting a lot better. I almost always hesitate, and a lot of times I just don't even do it. Uh, make content in public, whether that's asking somebody to, to take a picture or a video of me or me doing it myself. I get so uncomfortable because I think. I think that they are thinking oh who's this guy thinking he's you know cool enough to to get his picture taken or um you know what makes him so special these are the things that are going through my head yeah and because i now know myself and i've defined what i call the mvvp mission vision values and purpose i literally do not care anybody else's opinion because i know so deeply who i am and what my purpose is and the value that i'm bringing that it, it makes no difference to me. Like you should be seeking out failure so then you can learn and grow. All of my major turning points in life, at least the first four, have came from failures that I then turned into learning experiences. So we have to be willing to fail. And once you fail enough times like I did, then you start to sit down with yourself and say, hey, who am I? Like what's going on? And that's why, like, the whole first month of my program is, is dialing into the MBBP. like.
0: Perfect. Perfect segue. So let's talk a bit about Captain's Code. What is the Captain's Code?
1: The Captain's Code are the 12 articles by which I and other captains began to live the captain's lifestyle. So uh, it's the 12 most important aspects of holistic health, happiness, and productivity really it encompasses everything from my current understanding I I really spent a lot of time thinking of what what is worthy of of going in here right so it's the the captain's code the captains and code is an acronym so each letter stands for something Um, the first C is cold exposure for example so I I teach and when I say I teach I do this myself the first thing that I do when I wake up is get into the cold shower or if I have an ice bath into the ice bath so we can talk about your eight thirty a.m yeah. wake well, up time. no
0: I, I was gonna yeah. say because the last <laughs> time i had this conversation on a on zoom i think um you know with socom as well and i was saying that i've never had a i um ice plunge before I've oh never, well, so, so
1: you gotta come to the immersion
0: <laughs> no a lot of people a lot of people was like yeah we're gonna take you to you know the ice plunge and i'm, I'm down to try it for sure but i, I never had the opportunity um
1: you, know. you have, we have the opportunity literally right now. We could go find an ice bath. That is a bullshit <laughs> excuse. There are endless opportunities. You just have to seek them. You've been hiding from them. That's like that's... I said.
0: If the opportunity presents itself, I'm down. Okay. Know.
1: Well, the the next Captain's Lifestyle Immersion is happening in April. Which we uh, we do ice baths a bit differently at the immersion. We submerge ourselves I've seen those in the ice yes. and start breathing Yeah, because you,
0: you don't go for a beginner's course do you? you go straight to the advanced course
1: well so I I bring them through you know it's baby steps like if they're working with me uh, before they attend the immersion we start off with cold showers yeah. right? that's that's the the C in the captain's code start your day off with a cold shower let's start there even if it's one second
0: so the second C so the first C is cold exposure that no.
1: Yes, the the first C is cold exposure. Yeah. There's there's no other C. Code. Captain's code, Oh yeah yeah, captain's code. the <laughs> The second C is uh, connect with Earth and oh. with um, fellow humans. Right. Which is something we can talk about for sure. But yeah, at, at the immersion, um, you know, I talk about. Um, we we do ice bath classes, so I I talk about how to do it properly, how to breathe, the mindset going into it, which a lot of it is playing what if the good stuff. Yeah. Like instead of um, trying to escape the situation or wishing that you were in the sauna instead of the ice bath. And this applies to anything, any uncomfortable situation. The more that you try to escape the situation that you're currently in, the more uncomfortable you will be. The more that you can accept the uncontrollable, which is the A in the captain's code, the more that you can accept your current circumstances, the more at peace you will be doesn't necessarily mean you'll be comfortable, but you'll be at peace.
0: 100% agree. Like, when I practice meditation, the more I accept that everything is impermanent, everything will always change, it's always in a state of change, and accept that, you know, while I may not be comfortable with the change, I am at peace with it.
1: Yeah, one of the most impactful quotes, that I've ever heard came during the scout sniper screener. It was one of the instructors. Uh, we had just finished, uh, um, I believe it was a hike and we finally got to put down our packs. The other instructors walked away. And so it was just him and like me and two other of my buddies. And he could tell that we were struggling and he was like, Hey, everything comes to an end and nothing lasts forever. And that was just like
0: yeah.
1: because I thought about quitting at least twice every single day when I woke up in the morning and I was tired as shit and I didn't want to get up. I was like, I'll just quit. And at night when I didn't want to go do this again in the morning as we're getting a a refill of of the ketone IQ. So that quote was able to to help get me through it, because no matter what they threw at us next. Everything comes to an end and nothing lasts forever. So I can endure this present moment for however long it's going to last because I know that there's an end point.
0: And also another point is knowing that whatever happens in the past and the future are completely out of your control, right? In the past, you can't change anymore.
1: The future, future, well,
0: you don't know. You don't know what's going to happen. So so rather than thinking of that, being in present... And that will influence the future rather than worrying about the future.
1: Yes. Which is anxiety. Yeah. The only way that a human being can experience depression and or anxiety is not living in the present moment because anxiety is what you just said, worrying about what could potentially happen or go wrong in the future. Depression is reminiscing about what could have been in the past or You know, your divorce that happened 10 years ago. You are now sad and depressed because of this event that happened 10 years ago. It's because you're not living in the present moment. None of those things are happening right now, right? So the more that we can become present to this very moment right now, the more at peace we will be. Not saying it's all sunshine and rainbows all the time. But you're at peace because you understand what you can and can't control.
0: Yeah. And I, I truly believe that we can't control the future. We can direct it. We, oh, can we can work towards it, but I feel that, you know, there are so many variables that may show up that is out of our control. For example, you go out there, right? The yes. weather may change and you're not dressed for it, right? There is there's an element of uncertainty to a certain extent.
1: 100% and I am going to imprint my will on reality i am going to fulfill my purpose i am going to accomplish all the things that i have in my head regardless of what happens you know like that's it's just going to happen and i can feel it i as i was driving here i messaged my content creator dave and i was like dave we're gonna be rich and famous and he doesn't care about the famous part. I want the fame part because he just I, wants the
0: money. <laughs> yeah, he,
1: he wants the money. Um, I I want the the fame so I can influence more people to you know live the captain's lifestyle, which is literally my mission statement. Um, so I texted him that, and he was like, like yeah, I feel it in every single cell in my body. Like this is just the beginning of something great that that we're creating. Um, so I absolutely believe that we can influence the future, directly control it. No, yeah, like in that sense, no, exactly. Of course. But manifestation is absolutely a real thing.
0: Yeah, I I agree with that, and and also it helps us put us. It helps to put us in the right mindset in order to work towards it. Um, Hundred mm-hmm. um, percent. What I want also our, our listener to to even think and even contribute to to this discussion is. You know if we can't fully control it, so what I learned you know, during meditation courses and all that is to accept that there are things that you can't control, but you want to be very focused and you know hold on to your core values, hold on to your integrity, but also accept the uncontrollable. Um, because the more fixated you are to make sure everything is perfect the way you want it, the more disappointed and more frustrated you will be yes. if you don't achieve that. Yes. And that acts as an obstacle for your next step yep. and for your next step. So, so there is a difference between, yes, I'm manifesting uh, my future. I'm working towards my future. I am doing everything I can versus I want my future to be exactly like this. And if it doesn't show up like this...
1: I've got a good story for this. Yes, please. So, so let me clarify what I mean by... Um, you know, manifestation is real and I'm going to imprint my will on reality. So I manifested hanging out with the girl of my dreams. So I had just gotten out of a four-year-long relationship and I depends on how long this podcast can go. We can go way back, but anyways, um, uh, I'll I'll condense it. So I got out of the relationship, realized that love was something that I wanted to aspire to uh, and have that like genuine, you know, sacred union bond with somebody. And uh, at the time, my client invited me to a Dr. Joe Dispenza advanced meditation retreat. I said, yes uh i say yes to all crazy opportunities like that and i was like okay what is the thing that i want to manifest because if you're not familiar with dr Joe Dispenza's work it's all about manifestation and, and meditation and drawing your your uh, reality to you as opposed to you know just hustle and grind and you know make it work i believe in a combination of the two but
0: and that was how i started meditation because i I, I was in one of your calls and Pat gave the
1: yes,
0: uh, yeah. Uh, you, you didn't remember that did the you? the mastermind, the mastermind on meditation, that's we started. and you uh, and you asked me to buy the twenty dollars evening and morning meditation from Joe Dispenza. And
1: you've been consistent with that. I've
0: been consistent with that, and also I added elements of um, love and caring uh, meditation from the Spirit Rock Foundation up in Marin here. Wow. Um, and that was how I sort of marry the elements of you know, being hungry, being ambitious, being, you know, wanting to manifest with loving and caring more like, you know, accepting life as is, um, to have that balance.
1: It's non-attachment mm-hmm. to the outcome. Yeah. So, so,
0: th- so thank you for that.
1: Yes. Thank you for sticking to it. It's profound, isn't it?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It, it really helped me shaped my inner self that I haven't really had time to work. Oh, well, I, it wouldn't, it's not that i didn't have time to work on it i didn't realize i had to work on it yes
1: yep because these things aren't talked about
0: no right? in school i was taught you know this is science this yeah. is mathematics this is english this is you know yep. other languages you learn all of this score a yep. you do well in in life yep you know um you know you work out you get a good body you do well in correct life
1: correct me if i'm wrong but this is this is exacerbated in the asian community
0: yeah yeah. Yeah. And I t- spoke Did about this. I spoke yeah. about this a couple of times in my podcast as well, yeah. where the for the longest time, the self worthiness, the value of self worthiness for me was all tied to objective measures: mm. how many A's I get, yeah. how many scholarships I get, what school do I go to, what job do I get, how yeah. much do I get paid. Right. All of these things are great. You know, there are great goals to have. There are great ambitions to have. But ultimately, when if it comes it's for to you. yeah, but then ultimately, when it comes to me as a person, as Lat saw. What is my worth really? If I strip around, strip away all these papers, strip around, strip away all these qualifications, who am I as a person? What's my value to myself and to the people around me? Mm-hmm. What can I provide to the people around me? What can I say to my friend, who is struggling with life? You know, apart from saying, you know, metabolism is great. <laughs>
1: do you know what i mean like it's great yeah so before i finish my dream girl story which yeah sorry no that's okay this is great the reason i well one of the reasons why i stopped being a crossfit coach is because i would have clients come up to me saying hey i've been coming into the gym for a year now why am i not seeing the results and i'd say okay well how was your sleep how were your stress levels what is your diet like their answers would always be the same I'm lucky if I get six, maybe seven hours of sleep. My diet is pretty good. And anybody who says that, you know, it's not great. right? (laughs) So, um, uh, and then, you know, they're stressed out from work relationships, whatever it is. So I told them, I was like, you can't come into the gym and expect that to offset the other 23 hours of a bad lifestyle. That's just not how it works. You have to incorporate all of these things in, which is why I called my brand, the captain's lifestyle. Because it encompasses all of these things. And it's the balance, which we can talk about my logo, which is why it's a wheel. I call it the wheel of um, lifestyle optimization. So because, and each one of the spokes stands for a pillar of hell. So once you understand how to steer or balance it properly, you reach the center, which is balance represented by the yin yang, masculine, feminine, nature, technology. So anyways, another rant, but, um, so yeah, instead of me telling them how to do pull-ups faster or, uh, you know, take a few seconds off their Fran time or whatever it is, it's like, let's dial in your sleep, because if you're not sleeping well, your body is not recovering from the stress you're putting it through. If you're not fueling your body properly, something that's talked a lot about on this podcast, you're not. You're not building new muscle. You you are breaking your body down, and you're not. Allowing yourself time to heal. So you're just making yourself weaker a lot of times. And if you pile stress on top of that, then an intense workout can just be, uh, instead of it being a good stress, it can be an added negative stress. Especially people who use going to the gym as an alcoholic uses a bottle of tequila. They suppress their feelings by just crushing themselves in the gym. And they never actually get out those demons that are inside of them. Right. So that's a whole nother change that we could go down, but back to the, the dream girl story. I want to, I want to finish this, the, the non-attachment to things. So, um, yeah, was going through a breakup, attended the Joe Dispenza event. I was manifesting, um, you know, this dream girl, like what is, what what's the ideal home that I would want to to live in with her in this specific, um, girl who, you know, posts pictures of her beautiful home and, uh, I'll keep it anonymous. Um, That's what I was envisioning. And so I was thinking about this place, not necessarily her, but just that I wanted this like real connection. And then after the event, she messaged me on Instagram. And mind you, she doesn't follow anybody. And she's got like over 100,000 followers. Okay. So it's like, how did this woman see my profile? And then why is she messaging me? You know, and then it clicked. Holy shit! I've been manifesting this. It it just it it came in an unexpected way. What did she say? Um, I I don't remember the first message, but we had talked for a while, and then we actually met up in person, and there's a whole story behind that. But, um, yeah. So we hung out a few times. I manifested us hanging out. I manifested a, a few other things, and then, so we're not talking anymore. That's the moral of the story. Is it? We're not talking anymore. And it doesn't matter to me because I'm not attached to that specific person. I'm just attached to this vision that I had. It was her in it, but it could be replaced with any, not any, but, you know, a woman who, um,
0: who can who, make you happy,
1: not who can make me happy. Cause I already am happy. Mm-hmm. It's just a woman who, um, well, this could get into a whole another conversation about love and like what to look for in, in a relationship, but um, without going into that, it, it it could be replaced with anybody. So it's not the out, the specific outcome that I'm. It's not the, it's not the how, that I'm attached to. Mm-hmm. It's the, uh, it's the. I don't want to say it's the destination, but do you get what I'm saying? Right. Like it's, I'm so unattached to um, how it happens as long as it eventually does happen. And that yeah.
0: So this is what I talked about in in terms of like the future. You can have the core shape of the future, but then what comes, you know, on top that as attachments, as like the variables, you, you don't know yes. and you can't control, but you know where it's going.
1: Like I know that this, this type of relationship is going to come yeah. for me just because I felt that. And that's the importance of feeling into your manifestations and feeling into your affirmations, like actually connecting with the feeling. How would it feel if I already had this thing? Okay, once you have that feeling in mind, live your life as if that were already the case. Mm -hmm. So that's why just deep down, I just know because I can feel it. I live this every single day that I'm going to accomplish all the
0: things that are in my head because I'm living my life as if they were already accomplished. Yeah. Right. So we have about 10, 15 minutes left okay. for our podcast. So I'm going to play the devil's advocate because you know Please. me. I'm a, I'm a scientist. You know I love to dive deep into the details. So you mentioned earlier that this is sort of a yin yang, right? Mm-hmm. But your program is for men only. Yes. Why is it just for men and not open for all?
1: Good question. I. Where is the yin? Yeah. I Well, we absolutely talk about yin practices for men in there. I am not qualified in my own opinion mm. to coach women to this extent. Of course, the captain's code is you know good for everybody, right? Um, however, my coaching is specifically for men because I don't <coughs> have enough information about women's cycles, for example, something that's you know super complex, something that I've never personally, experience I don't know a lot of the struggles that women go through I have however experienced a lot of the things that men go through right so I feel uh, like I'm able to coach from a place of experience rather than reading something in a book and then teaching it which I've been there before and things it doesn't come off the same way when I come from a place of experience and showing them like leading by example that I've found to be the best way to influence other people so they can actually take action, right? Like, if I was super knowledgeable about women's health, like, of course, there's men out there who, you know, that's what they study. Mm. But it's like, I would always just take that with a slight grain of salt. It's like, because you have, you actually experienced it, you know? So that's why I personally don't coach women. And, and I believe that really... Everything that's going wrong with the world today is due to weak men. And once men step up as actual masculine men, that will shift the balance. Women have had to become more masculine to fulfill the role of feminine men. So now there's this whole push towards, you know, girl boss and, um, you know, I don't need no man, you know, doing it all on your own. That was very much the alpha male lone wolf mentality, which is toxic uh, masculinity, like that's not what masculinity actually is. So the women have um, just naturally taken over that balance. And once men can come take that back, then we can restore.
0: But some balance. would say that would be an empowerment if the females
1: they should have the option to, but a lot of times I really don't think that they do. And this is from actually talking with women like they're burnt out, single mothers, like. They don't want to work, you know, for me, like I get inspired by divine femininity. Like this dream girl that I was talking about, she inspired me to really start taking action into my brand because I'm like, wow, I will do anything that I possibly can to have this and to be as free as her because she's just existing. This is the, the power of the feminine. They inspire simply by being. By existing, the masculine—that's absolutely not the case. The masculine inspires by doing, by accomplishing, by making a, a positive impact on the world. That's why there's so many weak men today because we've just gotten comfortable. We don't work out. We just sit on the couch, watch sports, go to a nine-to-five job that we don't like, and we complain about, and we just do that on repeat. It's like, what is the impact that you're having? Right. So once we restore that balance, I believe that's that's going to alleviate a lot of problems in the world from the lack of leadership, um, to, um, uh, single mothers, like the fact that there's so many single mothers and, and kids being raised by single parents, like that's a big issue, right? They, we need that polarity between the masculine and the feminine.
0: Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Um, in terms of your practices. So I know in terms of science, you know, the cold plunge and the cold exposure, um, has shown you know, a lot of data for health and fitness and recovery. So that's fine. Red light, I know you're a big proponent of red light. I've read um, substantial data has shown sort of benefit to skin conditions like psoriasis and uh, eczema, mm-hmm. but not really everything else. What other data do you know of that you can share as to what other benefits there are on, on red light?
1: Yeah, I don't know the specific studies um, and it it absolutely depends on the the quality of of the red light that you're getting, like the the wavelength, the distance you are away from it, um, the EMFs, the the flicker, a lot of these things companies don't account for. Mm-hmm. And um, because red light and infrared light is, you know we're we're getting it from the sun. So it's basically a sun supplement. So we know, that the sun increases testosterone levels, right? Mm -hmm. The sun does that, Mm -hmm. getting sun exposure. We know that the sun increases uh, nitric oxide production, which red light also does. Um, We know that uh, it helps speed muscular recovery, which the red light also does. Anything that increases blood flow will increase muscular recovery. So from my experience, I really love the red light, especially after a cold shower or ice bath because I personally, I feel the blood flow almost instantly back into my body. Um, also, energy levels. The sun, light is literally the reason why we're alive. It gives us energy. Same thing with the red light. It, um, uh, it upregulates mitochondrial function.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, I do it first thing in the morning.
0: Mitochondrial function, though, I think. Yeah. I think that hasn't been completely solidified yet on mitochondrial biogenesis. There are some... I'm not going
1: to argue with you on that. <laughs> I, I personally don't know the studies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I
0: did I, I read about it. Um, it's still... As far as I know, um, unless there are studies out there that I haven't been kept up with. Um, but yeah.
1: But if you think about it, like it... How could it not? Because the sun does.
0: Well, now the question is, is it just the infrared is it just the that wavelength that is causing it or is it an overall sunlight so that's causing it? Let me just
1: say of course sun exposure is always going to be better
0: right i I will
1: say unless you're um you have the the right kind of panel a high quality panel and you're uh, like wanting to heal from uh, an injury for example or some, you know, skin condition like maybe you got sunburns. Like red light is fantastic for healing sunburns and and any sort yeah, of yeah
0: skin kind of, skin condition yeah torn has, muscle yeah. or whatever.
1: Um, then I would recommend red light because it's more highly concentrated. Yeah. Um, I think we need both. I think get as much sunlight as you can. Exactly. And the, oh, it's the, the red light with, in the morning with, feels so good.
0: Same with food, right? Like when possible. Go for whole foods. Go yeah. for real foods, and then you supplement with it. So even though we are producing keto IQ, I never advocate for Ketone IQ to be replacing your full meals. Yeah. Uh, even though you've been on this <laughs> on a whole day last yesterday, you yeah. should not have done that. Because you know you still have to have your food, your yeah. your sleep, and all that. You know, lifestyle is is fundamental, and then you put supplements on top of that, and that's how you optimize it, right? Because without a fundamental like fundamental level of of base it's hard to 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 work off of it so one last question on on the more controversial um question you know i guess that's why i love having conversation with you because you you have no filter you will say what you think and and i know you recently posted a a post of about no net november Mm -hmm. tell us more about it like why what's the logic what's the rationale like why do you think that's important yeah
1: which by the way red light therapy is fantastic before sex for both men and women because it increases blood flow uh. to the area and to the whole body really. But, um, yeah, it's, it's fantastic. Um, so yeah, no fap November or no nut November. Um, one of my clients posted this challenge cause he was struggling with a pornography addiction that he admitted to the crew, which shout out to the crew. You're part of the crew, which is how you learn about the meditation. So. Now you
0: claim it. Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> So, yeah, he, he admitted to us that he was struggling with a porn addiction, which I had also struggled with in the past. I recorded the podcast on that with Zach Blakeney. And uh, so I was like, all right, let's, let's go. I'm in. Uh, so semen retention is fantastic for my own personal experience. Um, we won't get into the studies because, again, I don't read the studies. I go based on how I feel. I feel like a god once once I learned how to control one of the most primal urges as a man which is to procreate right once I learned to not let my mind control me that was the last addiction that I had to break was masturbation and pornography I had broken my video game addiction I had broken my you know, scrolling phone addiction I had broken my alcohol addiction now it's like pornography was a big struggle for me and masturbating and since then since i've been able to control it and go you know weeks on end without it it's been so powerful because even napoleon hill talked about this in think and grow rich i forget when he wrote that like early 1900s uh he talked about sexual transmutation especially for men once you can understand how to transmute that sexual energy that you feel into some other creative task or project it's like the level of of focus and drive that you have is is bar none and like your your vitality so there's a lot of different you know places we could go in this i don't know for, for the amount of time but the number um, one things that i'll say is it increases vitality for me so just overall energy and how i show up in the world i'm much more confident and assertive and uh yeah energy levels and then also, this is the most important thing, just being in control. As a man, one of the most important things that you can do is be in control of, aka the captain of, your own life. So that voice in your head that's telling you, hey, we want the bag of chips. Hey, we don't want to go to the gym. We'd rather stay here and watch TV. You can talk to that inner voice and you get to control who wins. So by... Uh, by understanding how to control one of the most primal desires, once that's in your control, think, you're limitless.
0: Yeah, I think that you know? mental training, that mental training that's it. is really, really helpful. That's the number um, one
1: benefit I, I mentioned from the ice bath too. And,
0: and I can share um, on some data that I've seen, um, they did look at sort of semen retention and uh, testosterone levels. Um, they did see an increase in testosterone uh, testosterone levels up until seventh day yeah the the peak is at seventh day yeah and as you know as we have higher testosterone you know it will help with recovery help with muscle building and all of that and testosterone is an anabolic sort of steroids right so given the right nutrition and the right stimulus you are going to um propagate muscle building and all that however on the eighth day it drops back to sort of almost baseline so
1: can you send me that study
0: I'll, I'll try and find it. To yeah, I'll try and find it. Um, so what some scientists postulate is that because your body feels that, okay, you are building it up and you get increased and accumulation of testosterone, but our bodies are very good at balancing mm-hmm. everything in a very optimal level. Yeah. It's so not like not testosterone too high, just keeps increasing. Correct. Of course. Not too high, not too low. But it would be interesting for a long-term study to see overall, even though there are peaks and valleys, does the the peak and valleys like you know sort of remain higher after a long term um, so, sort of yeah suspension.
1: we could keep this podcast going for a
0: while I know there's I so know. many things that I want to I, there's talk so many about things I want to ask too that. um I, I'd love to 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 have you know second you know episode and all that and mm-hmm. similarly you know I'm happy to go on your podcast as well like, oh yeah I we're mean,
1: absolutely can do round two
0: yeah we can yeah. do round two that is less focused on just ketones and exogenous ketones we can talk about I mean i think like through this podcast you know more about how i view things you know how i approach things and i know more about you know how you approach things um and and how you live your life and the captain's lifestyle and all that Mm -hmm. so i'm sure we can have very productive um, conversation there as well absolutely so um i'm afraid we are at time um any closing remarks and tell our listeners where can they find you you know please Feel free, open up the platform for you.
1: Closing remarks, I will leave it at this. If you find yourself in an uncomfortable situation, whether that's in an ice bath, you're stuck in traffic, in an uncomfortable conversation with a significant other, know that the more that you try to escape your current reality or wish it was different in some way, the more uncomfortable you're going to make yourself. So simply... Accept and surrender to whatever it is, and you are going to be able to be at peace with that situation. Or you can find me at Captain underscore Taylor underscore Morgan on all the social media platforms, including YouTube. Uh, the Captain's Lifestyle Podcast episode 135, I believe, was my interview with you about all things ketosis. And if you'd like to download the Captain's Code, I will uh, provide the link for that. It's a free download. It is the 12 most important principles of living an optimally healthy, happy, and productive life. And it's all detailed in there, so.
0: Great, well, listeners, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Thank you very much for driving down two hours to see me and and recording this live and making this happen.
1: Of course, thank you, it was wonderful.
0: Thank you. If you have enjoyed this episode, please like, share, and subscribe and we welcome any comments or feedback in either the comment section, or you can fill up the Google form provided in description. You can find us at HVMN or at Latmanso for myself on all social media platforms. Both HVMN podcast and myself are powered by Ketone IQ, the most efficient way to elevate your blood ketone levels for optimal cognitive and physical performance, as well as metabolic health. Thanks again for listening. Until next time.